Welcome to the Clarity Advisor Show, where you'll learn how to grow your team today. Join Ken Trupke and his guests as they discuss what works and doesn't work to grow your team in today's world. And now, your host, Ken Trupke. Hello, and welcome to the Clarity Advisor Show. We talk a lot about building teams and building cultures, and part of that can be a daily huddle. I'm a huge fan of the daily huddle. I think if you're only going to try to do one thing, maybe in the new year now, to build your team up and and to grow your team, and you're not doing a huddle, I would highly suggest you do a huddle. There's a lot of reasons for that daily huddle. Uh, and, And the two big kind of conceptual sides to it are, one, it helps you connect your business. It helps people connect to the business processes. It helps them connect to what exactly are we working on, what's important, and where are we at. But there's also a people side to it where we just connect as people. And so if you're thinking about your culture and your team, and you want to build those and strengthen those relationships between teammates, I would strongly encourage the huddle as a place to bring people together. And it's always been powerful, but in a remote world where more and more roles are becoming remote or people are working remote more days out of the week, it's even more powerful to bring people together, even if they're just squares on the screen, to be together. And just to be together, to be together, not for really other purposes. Although again, there are other purposes, but to have people together, we're laughing, we're hearing things about each other, we're learning about each other and just spending time. I've heard that children spell love, T-I-M-E, because it's not truly that quality time that they crave, but the quantity of time. They just want to be with their parents. And I think That's not a child parent thing any more than it's just a people thing. I think we want, we're we're made for connection and we crave that connection. And whether we can always recognize it or not, when it's missing, it's missing and it's painful. And there's something valuable being lost. So bring your team together, even if it's everybody on a screen, and maybe especially if it's everybody on a screen, because it's going to be a chance to spend some time together. We can get to know each other and build those relationships and strengthen that team. And on the business side, of course, there's reasons to be able to understand who might need some help. We can hold some people accountable if there's something public that needs to get done. We can look at metrics and all those things. So those are the two kind of big reasons why there's there's business reason when we'll break down exactly what we need to do in a huddle. And there's just that people reason. So even as we walk through this, if you don't have the things in place to do the businessy things, I still encourage you to do it if only for the social reasons. And at that point, maybe it's not a 10 minute huddle, maybe it's a five minute huddle. So, so let's break down what exactly should happen in a huddle. Now there's a couple different schools of thought. And if you Google this, I'm sure you'll find other agenda structures and ways to think about your huddle. I've seen it as much as 15 minutes and as little as five. I prefer 10. And and my preferred structure is threefold. So threefold. So the first part of it is good news and success. I like to start socially. It's it's easy to start with business and get right after it. And if you're familiar with the DISC model, you know, the D's and the I's, or I'm sorry, the D's and the C's love to get going with that task orientation. Like, let's get to business. We don't, we only have 10 minutes. We don't want to waste time. I'm already interrupted. But the S's and the I's are people oriented and they're going to want to start with people. And I think it's easier to get going 
if you bring the D's and the I's into a people conversation and to try to pull the the I's and the S's into a task conversation. So I like to start with good news and success. And that can be a business thing. You can have a salesperson raising their hand saying, oh yeah, closed a sale yesterday. And it was this and this, and we can clap that like, great job. Woohoo. Uh, maybe we hit a, a sales goal overall, or maybe we had a big customer service issue that got resolved or the, de the development team maybe has a, a bug fix that they released yesterday and, and we're not going to see that problem again, whatever it is. Now it could also be personal. Maybe my dog had puppies. Now think about that. First of all, some of the, the, the D's and C's out there are like, that's not business. Why are we talking about puppies? This is a business meeting. Well, okay. Yes and no. What's going to happen when I learn, when, when somebody announces that their dog had puppies, first of all, come on, it's puppies. It's fun. But also now you know something about that person. Did you know that that person had puppies, that they had a dog? Did you know they were into dogs? Did you know that their, their dog was pregnant? Did you know if they were you know, in, interested in having puppies? No, but now you know that stuff. Now, maybe next time you talk to that person, you can have a conversation around that breed or the breed of dog you used to have, or there's some connection there. There's a way to build a relationship off that small comment, but it's also just good news. Uh, somebody could have other personal good news. Maybe they're, they're, one of their kids uh, got an award or something. Like That's all inbounds. Maybe you finished a 5K over the weekend. We can celebrate that. Okay, now what? Now you know that person's a runner, or maybe they had this personal goal that they achieved. And there's, a, again, connection points. So I like to start with good news and success. One of the companies I work for has... Uh, appreciation and make it better is the actual phrase of the core value. And part of make it better, there's the make it better, like do your work better and get better results. But there's also like make it better for our customers and your teammates by just kind of being a better person and, and recognizing and appreciating other people. So they've pulled that into their huddle. So they have good news and appreciation is their first part of their huddle. So at the beginning of the huddle, it's good news and appreciation. Who has appreciation? And people will raise their hand. I have appreciation. I want to appreciate Sally. Yesterday, I got stuck, called her. She solved my problem, got back on track. And everybody you know, has a little golf clap for that person. And you would be surprised at how powerful it is to have public recognition. And think about when was the last time that people clapped for you? Unless you're in a huddle that I've organized probably a really long time, or unless you're some kind of Grammy award-winning artist, it's probably been a while since people clap for you, but it feels really good. Now, granted, there's some people that don't like public recognition and you'll find that out too, but sometimes it's okay to kind of embarrass them for a couple minutes. Hey, you're among friends. You're among your teammates. We're trying to help each other. We're not trying to embarrass anybody. We, we got your back. We're doing this because we care about you. And, and so everybody pretty much comes to appreciate that. And even though they might be a little uncomfortable, they still appreciate it. And it's so powerful to have peers clapping, you know, teammates clapping for their teammates. And, and it brings the level of energy up and it's exciting and it's fun. And again, it just connects us as teammates. So you can do good news, personal or business. You can do good news and appreciation. Even if it's not a core value, you can just kind of make it a thing of your huddle that you do your huddle and we have appreciation at the huddle. Okay. So that's step one, three to five minutes. It's okay. If it runs a little long, I got ways you can cut back on the back end. This is not a place you want to skimp. If the good news and appreciation is rolling, let it roll. The bigger value here isn't making sure we're on task and connecting business processes nearly as much as we're connecting as people. 
So let it go. It's not going to go 10 minutes. People are like, I don't have 10 minutes to waste on this. It's not going to take 10 minutes. You're going to, it's, it's just like clapping when you're at an event. I mean, the clapping eventually dies down, right? We all kind of recognize, okay, that was enough clapping. Let's bring it to a halt. That's how it goes with appreciation. It'll, it'll naturally dry up in some three to five minute window. And that's okay. If it goes a little long, let it go a little long. It's not going to go more than five or six minutes. Okay. Next one. Now, this is where we got to get into some businessy things. We want to do metrics. Have a couple of metrics and maybe they're daily metrics. A lot of companies I work with do sales. Like what were sales yesterday? If they know that, they'll announce the sales number. But it could be if it's a sales team, you can talk about number of calls made yesterday or number of appointments held. It could be if it's a manufacturing company, you could have like on-time shipments or you could have quality scores. Whatever it is that's meaningful in your business, just have two to three metrics that you're looking at. And they don't have to be the same every day. Now, you might look at sales every day, but maybe you look at progress on some projects on Monday and you look at some marketing metrics on Tuesday and you look at manufacturing metrics on Wednesday because maybe it's more meaningful to look at those only weekly. Like they only make sense weekly. I know in manufacturing, if you start looking at quality metrics, you start looking daily, it can be a little too tight of a window to really get a sense of what's happening. But you start looking at weekly, makes a little bit more sense. It gives it more context. So whatever that looks like, but have one or two metrics that are that you're going to go through. It could be as many as five, but you want to keep that moving, but they need to be tied to important things that you're doing. And the team ideally is feeling like they can affect those metrics. So like outbound calls is a great metric because the team can control their activity. They can control how many outbound calls they make. Do we hit our number? Yes or no? Great job. And if not, okay, let's get back on that. And so we know that that's going to drive business. The, the calls lead to appointments, lead to sales. We want sales. Let's make those calls. You know, people can see how it connects. Even a quality score or an on-time delivery, the team can rally around that and feel like, oh yeah, I know that if I do my part, that that's going to help us get that shipment out on time. And if I do my part, that's going to help our customer service score or whatever it is. So come up with those and get something in place that you've got a metric. And then the final step of it is to do who's stuck. Who's stuck can be a very powerful way to quickly get to solutions when there's problems. Because you've got everybody in the room, right? Or on the screen. And so you can say, who's stuck? And somebody's like, I need this or this from this person. Or I don't know who I need. I just know I'm stuck here. Who can help me? And you're going to get a couple ideas. Now, you don't want to solve the problems in the huddle. Save that for offline. Say, great, why don't you two get together? Sometimes you can, if it's a Zoom meeting or whatever, you can stay on the meeting. Everybody else bails. You guys stay on and solve this problem because everybody's right there. Like you got a couple minutes. Let's just do it right now. But the other alternative is to say, all right, let's schedule a meeting or let's just, you know, I'll call you when we get done here or let's, let's meet again at whatever, 11 o'clock or something. But now you know you're going to get some help. Very powerful for teammates to feel like I've got a time I don't need to be bugging people all day. I know tomorrow at the huddle, I can raise this issue if it's not that time sensitive, but I know I'm going to be together and get some input from my teammates and not be judged. In fact, be celebrated for raising my hand and saying, I need some help because the team wants to rally around and solve those problems. We can't fix things we don't know about. So of course we want people going, I need some help. So that's the last part of the huddle. And again, even if you don't have metrics to put in the middle there, if you just started your huddle with good news and appreciation and then went into who's stuck, that's a powerful, valuable 10 minutes. It still hits on some business things, but it definitely hits on the social things. 
very valuable for a team. It's powerful to help your team grow together, to strengthen the culture, to reinforce the ideas of people like us do things like this. Here, we do things this way. All those kinds of concepts that help to create a culture that's strong and can weather storms and brings people into the culture rather than pull you to the culture of people that you bring into the team, pull them into your culture. And the huddle is a way for people to get a sense. I mean, new people come in, they kind of looking around, they're not sure what's going to happen in the huddle, whether it's in person or online, maybe they're pretty quiet, but after a few days, they'll see, oh, this is how we behave. They'll start getting to know their teammates. You're going to see faces every day with names, right? If it's Zoom, you got a box with a picture and a name, you can start while everyone's talking, you can be like, oh, that's that person. It's that person. Okay. Starting to learn the name, starting to feel comfortable, starting to get into this team, starting to become part of it. And it just has so many benefits. So that's exactly how I would structure a huddle. I would have a 10 minutes. Oh, and one other thing, pick an unusual time. I've had companies where we start at 828. I have companies where we do it at 10 minutes after 10 and they call it the 1010 meeting. And just pick an unusual time. It could be 917. It could be 721. Don't do 715 or seven o'clock or 830. It's just too easy to forget. And it it just adds this element of uniqueness, like, oh, we're doing this thing and it's special when it's at 828. And so now we know we need to be on time, 828, got to be at the meeting. And it's only going to be 10 minutes. And people say, you know, one of the, one of the objections I get is I can't afford to have my people not working, you know, and have everybody, you know, how much money is in that room. If I added up all the salaries, I'm like, yeah, add up all the salaries times 10 minutes. And okay, maybe it's, hundreds, maybe it's thousands of dollars, but how much value are you going to get out of that meeting? How much money are you going to make or save because of the communication that's happening because of the strengthening of the team? How many people are going to feel part of that team and want to stay with that team and not leave? And now you don't have that replacement cost and the time and energy of all that hassle because you're creating this culture. So can you afford not to do this? It's 10 minutes. Try it. I would challenge you to try it for a month. You can't do it for a, a couple of days and go, that ah, didn't work. I, nobody's getting it. Like try it for a month so that people have a rhythm and it's now it's a thing that's on their schedule and they're used to doing it and see if you don't get results. See if you can't see some tangible business results. And I would be shocked if you don't see some tangible social results. The huddle is a powerful tool. Appreciation and recognition and good news, some metrics and some who's stuck, who needs help, 10 minutes ticked and tied, tons of value. Move forward, get a huddle going. If you're not doing right now, please, I challenge you in the new year, start doing huddle and you'll get great results as well. And if you need help with this, or you just want to talk about how it would work, or maybe it's not working, you're not sure what's wrong, give me a call. I would love to talk through your situation, understand how I might help and just give you some tips and see if we can't unpack what's going on with your huddle and make sure it's as successful as it needs to be. So don't hesitate to give me a call. My contact links are in the show notes and we'll see you next time. Thanks so much for joining us on the Clarity Advisor Show. Thank you for listening to the Clarity Advisor Show. Clarity Advisors is a speaking, training, and consulting firm specializing in helping you simplify your sales and operating systems to improve efficiency and grow your profits. Connect with Clarity Advisors today to learn more about how they can help you improve communication and get your team aligned and engaged for greater success.